Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys, and I'm flying solo. And I'm only flying solo because I'm a ditch me. No, that's not true, actually. He had a bunch of stuff that he had to do, and unfortunately, considering where he is right now, the time zones can play a little bit of havoc on our schedule, because I think he's like seven hours ahead or, or something like that. So we just couldn't, we couldn't get together this week, which was really unfortunate. I'm hoping that we can do a podcast next week and then we'll just delay it for the, for the following week because it's really important that we get our E3 impressions video up before too long. And outside of that, well, Stephen continues to pretend that he's really, really busy with young children or I don't know, some such thing. He's full of crap as always. But uh, I, I wanted to at least do a podcast today because I think it's important. And Stephen was actually kind enough to make a a whole podcast for us, which was great. And by for us, I mean for me. So I'm going to do my best to make this entertaining and fun and what have you. I have a little cat behind me, uh, not behind me, but beside me, who's making out with the microphone and he's hasn't shut up since I... Uh, I got up this morning, so we'll see how much noise he actually makes, but yeah. So, okay, so let's get started. We have a topic of the show. We have a bunch of news items, um, and like I said, Stephen did most of the work, which was pretty cool. I, I actually really appreciated this, so thank you, Stephen. That's really awesome, and sorry, Ahmed. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get get together next week because I really want to do those E3 impressions before E3 rolls around and then we'll probably have like a special show or something for when E3 is actually here because I like to see you know just how far off we are and you guys I think are going to be amazed with Ahmed his his predictions back in the day were like spot on and he would say these like random things and they just come true like it was really really bizarre so, okay, let's begin with local news, some housekeeping stuff. You'll notice that uh, the Saturn Day videos are pretty much dead at the moment. Um, that's going to continue probably for another, maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe another couple of weeks. Um, and the reason for that is simply time. I have been coming home at like 10.30 at night from work, and I started like 7-something. So it's just been, you know, come home, collapse, um, and then repeat the following day. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's going to happen for the at least the foreseeable future. I'm going to try and get a vlog out here and there, but no promises because honestly, the schedule has just been absolutely brutal. Even retro Wednesdays are are they're not easy to get done. This Monday, I'm recording this on a Saturday and this Monday uh is a holiday in glorious Canada. And so what I'm hoping is that I'll be able to at least get some videos done for Retro Wednesday. But I actually need some downtime. I, I have to rest or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch a cold. I'm going to get ill. So my mission objective today, do this podcast. And there's a few things I have to do. Serena's going out of town for a few days for business. And I really need to uh, to just unwind. I really need to relax for a little bit to recharge my batteries. I was going to say reset. And there you go. And that's pretty much that. So not much else going on outside of just working like a lunatic. But in terms of the channel, there's lots of stuff actually going on um, that I've been 
planning to do. I, I told you guys before that I had moved my 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 setup, my recording setup, and well. I'm hoping to start streaming soon. That's the plan, anyways. So what I've done is, right beside my computer desk, I installed... um, Well, I installed... What am I saying? Right beside the computer desk, I removed the printer because I don't really use it anymore. And now I have this big open area. I have a nice portable, two-terabyte portable drive just waiting there. And it's going to be used for all of these things. It's a nice USB 3.0 drive. So transfer rates are really, really good. And so the idea is that I'll easily be able to bring over my Saturn or my PlayStation or my, you know, whatever, and easily connect into the HD60 Pro that I've installed on my PC. Now, unfortunately, the gods are conspiring against me. I really hope NVIDIA puts out a graphics card soon because Sony Vegas is not a fan of NVIDIA graphics cards. It's been like this for quite some time now, since I think it was the GTX 500 series. And so what happens is every time there's a new driver that's released, and if you know anything about NVIDIA, you know that's like quite frequently, that, well, quite frequent that that happens. But every time that happens, there is a chance that Sony will not play nice with the graphics card. And that's exactly what's happening right now. So to give you an idea, I am currently trying to render a 54 minute video, and it's going to take seven hours and some odd minutes. Which is super duper, because it's not seeing my graphics card whatsoever. I tried a few things, and it's just, it's taking like a dog's age to do. Which is very unfortunate, because it means this very video, which should be out tomorrow, uh, and I'm sure it will be out tomorrow, but I'm gonna have to leave, uh, I'm going to have to leave the entire computer on probably all night long doing rendering, which doesn't make any sense, considering the strength of this computer. Now that's where the, um, AMD graphics cards are, I don't know, they play nice with uh, with uh, Sony Vegas. I think it has something to do with the OpenCL or something like that. But whatever the case may be, that's been a little bit annoying this week that I didn't get a chance to um, to render a Dragon Quest video that I had done. So that's kind of annoying. So anyways, let's go back. So now that I have this set up, what I've done is yesterday I actually ordered a Nintendo Switch dock and I'm waiting for it to arrive. Uh, it was It's supposed to be here, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. Once that arrives, I'm going to leave it permanently plugged in here on my computer desk. And then all I have to do is take the switch itself and take it from the TV dock over here. Instead of you know always having to disconnect and all that jazz, it'll make it a lot easier and a lot more user friendly. And I think it's going to be pretty pretty cool actually because it's got you know wireless built in, although it's not the greatest, um, and everything like that. So <clears throat> what I'd like to know from you guys is: Are there any Switch games that you'd be interested in seeing me stream? Currently, I'm going through The Binding of Isaac, but boy, do I ever suck at it. So I was thinking of actually showing that game and showing how, like, just how bad I suck at it. Uh, there's also Mario Kart 8. Um, I, what's what's some new releases coming out? We've got Disgaea 5. Uh, not sure what else is coming out in the foreseeable future. But anyways, whatever you guys think that you know that would be interesting and fun and that you'd be curious about let me know i know there's a couple of imports that uh well there's one in particular that's coming out soon which is the saiken densetsu uh collection which that one 
That one looks really, really cool, but I don't know if anyone's interested in seeing that. Maybe I could do, like, just a little series instead of actually playing through the game. Just actually just show you guys, you know, some of the stuff, because I don't know... I don't even know if, like, if this is one of those games where I'm going to be like, Yeah, let's go crazy! Woo! Um, I'm not sure. So, anyways, there's a lot of different things that we can do. In August, the first week of August, I will have a PlayStation 4 permanently connected to uh, my PC. And so, from that point forward, it's basically, we can, like, I can stream anything and everything from PlayStation 4 and Switch. So, but for right now, for the next, like, two months, essentially, it's pretty much going to be Switch only. Just for simplicity's sake, it's a lot easier, like I said, not to have to plug everything in and all that jazz. So that's that's the big news. Hopefully we'll start streaming soon. I did a little test sample on, um, when was it? Like a couple of weeks back I did it for, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, Trails in the Sky 2. I just wanted to see how it actually looked. It looked great. It actually looked really, really great. Could hear my voice and everything. And with the HD uh, what is it hd60 pro what's nice is that i can actually record both i can stream which will go to twitch and then i can actually record the raw footage without my voice that i can use for reviews later on so pretty pretty cool stuff especially like if i decide i want to do that with like binding of isaac or any of these other games well that opens up some good possibilities because not only can i play through the game with you guys but then i can actually go ahead and um uh, <clears throat> I can actually go ahead and and then take that footage and, well, make a nice little review out of it. But I'm really, really curious to hear what you guys have to say, if there's something in particular that you're you're thinking about or would like me to uh, check out. I know I had a few people ask me about Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, if I would be willing to do um, to do some videos on that, and that's certainly something that I could potentially look into doing well, theoretically, starting next week. I mean, the only thing that I really need right now is time. That's pretty much my number one enemy as of uh, as of right now. But, I mean, it wouldn't be too, too bad. I could just stream, uh, like, when I get home from work and stuff, if, if things start to calm down at work. And, um, and yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll really see. Uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys are, you know, interested in seeing. And we'll uh, we'll go from there. Okay, and speaking of the game that I said, well, I could potentially, you know, stream a little bit of Binding of Isaac until it gets super frustrated and, like, break my Wii. Um, that's actually been a really unique game. I've, I haven't put in as much time as I'd like. I've put in more time into Has Been Heroes, but that's only because, like I said, my schedule's just been, like, brutal. So, Steven, it's funny, he wrote a bunch of notes here. He's like, I think it's the greatest game ever. Um, he doesn't think it's the greatest game ever, but he really, really, really has been enjoying this one. And me too. It's, it's certainly, it feels like a more well thought out or well put together game than what I was experiencing with Has Been Heroes. And of course, they're radically different games. This is essentially like a dungeon crawler slash like shooter type of thing. Uh, whereas Has Been Heroes, was something else, you know, and the footage that you're seeing is actually of Has Been Heroes. So, yeah, what do I think of The Binding of Isaac? I actually really, really like it, but these luck-based games and I, wow, I don't think we're, like, compatible because I am not a lucky guy. I can't tell you how many times I have gone through and I just can't get power-ups, like, at all. All the items I'm getting are usually 
stuff like hearts and things like that. The problem with, with that, I mean, that's good in and of itself, but the problem with that is that it takes forever to down enemies and it, it, it can, basically enemies can overwhelm you quite easily if you're not getting power-ups that help you get stronger or faster or, you know, things like that. But besides that, because that, that's basically luck and I don't have much luck when it comes to games like that, I've actually really been enjoying the game. It's a really, really unique experience that I'm glad Steven, you know, harassed me and was like, you got to play it, you got to play it, you got to play it. It's really good. It's actually really, really, really good. And it's really, really simple. You just go from one floor to the next floor until you face off against the, the your mother. And that's it. And then you do another run and, you you know, you slowly but surely get further and further and further along. And it's one of those games where it's a roguelike game. So that means that you can very easily get destroyed if you're not too careful. And, well, since it's me, I get destroyed constantly. But it's okay because I'm actually really enjoying it. It's one of these things where it's almost like the old arcade games of years ago where you were going after the... Uh, the high score except today instead of it being a high score it's just your progression so the only reason you have to play is just to progress a little bit further something else that i've been doing a lot uh, I, <laughs> I i should stop saying a lot because i'm not I haven't been doing anything a lot lately except for working but what i've been doing what i've been playing is dragon quest heroes 2 and really enjoying the hell out of that feels very much like a Dragon Quest game in a lot of uh, regards. I find more so than Dynasty Warriors. Yes, the the combat is classic Dynasty Warriors, but there are so many more elements that uh, make this feel like a Dragon Quest game or a true Dragon Quest game than just your your standard Dynasty Warriors, if that makes any sense. Like, now you have this big open world, so you have your central hub, your your village this time is a new village, but you can just go everywhere in one seamless sort of system. Like you don't have to go anywhere um, through menus and stuff like that to progress anywhere. It's just this nice one long sort of open world. You got side quests everywhere. You've got, you know, alchemy. You've got a whole bunch of spells and, and upgrade systems. You've got the All Trades Abbey. You've got, like, it's just like nuts like there's just so many different things now to be fair i did not invest much time in dragon quest heroes one like at all which is why i was like oh maybe it'd be kind of neat to do a little stream of dragon quest heroes one on uh on the switch if i decide to like actually do that um, but with Dragon Quest Heroes 2, it's really been really, really good. The frame rates are like rock solid. And yes, I'm playing this on like a classic PS4, not the PS4 Pro. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's just a really fun game. And after I finish this recording, I'm actually most likely going to go back and, uh, and play a little bit more because today is my day where I said I am not doing a damn thing because I'm exhausted. So outside of that, not too much going on. I mean, I played about, uh, I want to say, maybe six, seven hours of Mario Kart 8. That was the other thing I did. And Mario Kart 8, that, that was before Binding of Isaac. Because Binding of Isaac, 
Uh, I had nothing but problems with Amazon. Like I pre-ordered it. It was taking forever. And then it went out of stock, even though they said it was in stock and whatever. But I did manage to get the first print run. And I spent in total with everything now, I think it was like 25 bucks or something. Something crazy low like that. Because it kept giving me discounts and everything after you know I was complaining. Saying like, uh, hello guys, where the hell's the game? And then I even thought it was lost at one point. Um, but yeah, so I was playing Mario Kart 8 prior to Binding of Isaac, and Mario Kart 8, really good game. Really, really good game. A little bit overwhelming in, in some aspects, only because everything is unlocked immediately, right? So I'm like, whoa, I haven't played a Mario Kart in a long time. Like, you know, and I'm not, even this one, I'm not playing seriously, if you like, a, you can't see me, but I'm putting quotations. Like, I'm not like hardcore, yeah, I gotta do everything, you know. Um, what I'm trying to do is just have fun. That's been my, my real goal this year is I want to play games that are fun because I really don't have much time. I really, really don't. So the only way that I'm going to stick with a game is if I'm having fun. And the minute that, you know, it's either, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm not feeling it or it's not connecting with me, then I'll move on. I'll play something else. Sorry about that. Jeez, I'm just yawning here. Um, but yeah, so with Mario Kart 8, I was shocked that I put in around seven hours already. And I say already, I know that a lot of you guys probably up to like 400 hours you've put into it. But for me, it was a little bit overwhelming just because there was so many characters, all these different parts and stuff. And I know nothing of the metagame. So I don't know exactly, you know, which wheels to use on which, um, which vehicles, frames, and, you know, like all that sort of jazz. Cause I know that there is a metagame where you can, you can figure out all of this jazz. So yeah, outside of that, uh, beautiful game. I think that's the thing that impressed me the most. I was just like, holy crap, this is a stunning looking game. Super fluid, really fun to play. At the 50 and 100 cc's, I've been having a lot, a lot of fun. I'm almost through all the races with uh, 100 cc's. And then I'm going to move on to the 150 cc's where that's, I know, where the it, it starts getting quite challenging. And that's cool. Played a couple of matches online. I uh, got absolutely destroyed, as you would imagine. Uh, but right now, it's just been one of these things where I've just been picking up and just having a fun time with it. So far with the Switch, that's what I've pretty much been loving about it, is that I can just pick up the system at any time and just, just have fun, you know? Put in a game for a little bit, have some fun, put in something else, or just play for something for a little bit and then, you know, go to sleep or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. So really enjoying that. Uh, really enjoying the Switch as a whole. It was nice to go back to the PS4, I won't lie. Um, and certainly you can really see the the graphical difference in um, in just the way some of the games perform. Like playing Dragon Quest Heroes 2, I was just like, wow, you know, like this is actually quite nice with just the graphic fidelity of the whole the whole game was just like, Jesus, like it's really, really, really nice. So, okay, outside that, I'm going to actually move things around here because he did a really good job. Here we go. Let's see. Let's, let's move things around. All right, so Mario Kart 8, and we had Dragon Quest Heroes 2 impressions. There we go, because I like to uh, have everything... All nice for you guys, that if you're curious, should I check out this stupid podcast, this moron was saying, well, now you'll be able to um, 
to very easily find where things are, what I talk about, and you know, what have you. Okay, so the next thing he wanted me to talk about was Pokemon Stars Eclipse or whatever the hell it is. There apparently are a bunch of rumors. Now this, I again, I've been so out of the loop. I really have. I, I haven't paid any attention to what's been going on in the industry at all. So apparently Nintendo deleted the Sun and Moon Direct, that's the Nintendo Direct, from their website. And so he's asking, is that a possible hint at an upcoming announcement? And that's kind of interesting, actually. That's very interesting, because why the hell would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you remove a direct from the site unless you did have something else coming up rather soon that, you know, you wanted people to focus on instead? And then he, he wanted me to talk a little bit about the platform. What platform do I think it would be released on? And this is something that a lot of people are like, well, obviously it would be the Switch. Like, duh. And I actually disagree with that. And the reason why I disagree with that is because sales. You have to remember that the Pokemon company is not fully owned by Nintendo. So as much as Nintendo may want a Pokemon game on, like a real traditional Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch, uh, the Pokemon company itself, I don't see them being like, oh yeah, sure, let's do that. It makes perfect sense. We have, you know, a system that's selling millions, right? Which is a good thing. Like the Switch, I don't know what the Switch is at right now, but it's probably like, you know, three, four million, I don't know, something like that. Um, could be 20 million for all I know. But the 3DS and family, let's say the 3DS family of systems is over 65 million now. So, like, you get what I mean? Like, why would you just release this on the Switch? So what I think is actually going to happen is potentially we could see a Dragon Quest Eleven type of move. Now, that would be very interesting to me. Where, in other words, you see it on the 3DS, but you also see it on the Nintendo Switch. That would be very, very, very interesting and that that could actually be the best of all worlds. So if you have a Switch, obviously you'd buy the Switch version. Well, I say obviously, maybe not so obvious. But if you have the 3DS, you can go ahead and pick that up. And he wanted me to mention that Black and White 2 were released for the DS, and that was way after the 3DS was out. It wasn't like just two months, you know. The system was out for a while, and people were like, what the hell? Why would you do that? Well, they did that because of sales. The DS install base was massive, and the 3DS was backwards compatible. So why not? So that's why I'm saying, like, in this case, I I really think there's there really is a good chance that this is either 3DS exclusive, well, again, and family of systems, or it comes to both. I don't see any scenario where this game, if it even exists, hits the Switch alone. I I would be absolutely shocked and flabbergasted if they did that, just because of the fact that the system just doesn't have the install base as of yet to support a Pokemon game like that. And I know it's a catch-22, because if it did have its own Switch, uh, its own Switch, its own, um, its own game, if the Switch had its own Pokemon game, it would encourage people to sell, uh, to sell, to buy more systems. The thing is, the system is sold out worldwide, pretty much. So selling the Switch isn't really the issue right now, it's making them so that we have more of them. So, yeah. 
we'll uh, we'll see. I'm actually kind of curious now. Stephen was telling me that they don't announce Pokemon games at E3, so that's interesting because E3 is right around the corner. And so if they don't announce Pokemon games at E3 and they remove that particular uh, direct from the website, then what the hell? Like, could we expect that before E3, after E3? To me, it's like if it's after E3, that kind of defeats the purpose considering, you know, there's going to be a lot of announcements at E3. One of which better be the damn virtual console. Damn it! All right, moving on. So next thing is Fire Emblem Echoes, and I'd love to tell you how much I'm loving the game and I'm enjoying it, but alas, when I came home yesterday on Friday, I had two little lovely tickets, one from Purolator and one from UPS saying, well, guess what, Jared, your packages have not arrived. I thought one of them was the Nintendo Switch dock, but alas, no. So it turns out one of them is the collector's edition of Fire Emblem Echoes, and the other are the two Amiibos that were launched for Fire Emblem Echoes. So I can't tell you anything at all about these particular games. I'm very excited for them. They look... Uh, the games. Game. It looks really, really good. It's had solid... Uh, it's had quite a solid reception so far. It's not scoring like 9.5s and things like that, but it's doing pretty good. A lot of the comments are what I find most interesting where they're like, it takes... You know, that nostalgia trip from way back when sort of infuses it with some newer elements that players are uh, are accustomed to. So I'm really, really looking forward to this. That's one, again, that's one where I'm like, oh man, now I'm starting to get overloaded with games. So I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do. I have to figure out, uh, I'll have to figure out something because I want to make sure, like I said, that I get to play the games that I really want to play. And right now I've got Dragon Quest Heroes 2, I've got Binding of Isaac, and I've got Mario Kart. Now Mario Kart I've put in already quite a quite a number of hours, so if I have to put that one on the back burner right now and pick it up, you know, when friends are over and things like that, then that's fine. It can just be like sort of like a little party game. Uh, Binding of Isaac I would like to invest a little more time because that too is very, very fun, very challenging. Uh, but it does require the repetition. Like, you have to play. If you don't play, your skills start to decrease, and then, you know, good luck getting anywhere. And that's pretty much where I am right now. Um, and then, of course, Dragon Heroes... Uh, Dragon... What is it? What am I saying? Dragon Quest Heroes. I think I was saying Dragon Warrior Heroes, actually, the whole time, but whatever. <laughs> um, that... I just want to play it you know what i mean like it's just it's a really fun game in a universe that i absolutely love so i don't know what's going to happen here because there's no way i can do all of this under normal circumstances i would have already been finished with dragon quest heroes 2 but with the work schedule the way it is doesn't look like that's going to happen so we'll see what happens but i really don't want to have much of a backlog this year i've been trying very very hard to you know eliminate a backlog completely and so far really i i'm doing really really well this year i'm very proud of myself that i'm not spending money like a moron although you can debate that in the coming uh in the coming minutes when you hear what i've done but anyways Okay, finally, we have a Splatoon 2 bundle that's been announced for Europe and Japan, which seems, uh, it seems really like a no-brainer for North America. Uh, Steven's asking, do you guys think it's going to solve the limited console issue? Or is it too late? And I don't know what he's talking about. I think he means the fact that the system is just 
way too hard to find right now. And I don't think a limited edition is going to solve that at all. I think it's going to remain ridiculously hard to find a Nintendo Switch for the foreseeable future just because, well, it just seems Nintendo's really struck a chord with gamers and this system is doing really, really, really well. And of course, he wanted me to uh, to say the following. By the way, Splatoon sucks. There, I've said it. Okay, so I played through the uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, they had like a little demo type of thing, and yeah, I I did not like that at all. I am not a Splatoon fan, so that's one game that I will not be picking up. I just didn't I didn't like it. I don't really have anything else to say. Um, I'm not a huge fan of competitive games at all anymore, which is so funny because if you would have known me back in the day with arcades, I used to go to arcades all the time. That's all it was, was a competitive scene for a lot of them anyway, when, when um, Street Fighter 2 came out. Um, but today I just, I don't know, I, I just don't like that anymore. I just want to play these games to have some fun and that's and that's it. And Splatoon, I just really was not a fan of when I tried, I think it was a global global test or something something and yeah i just didn't like it at all i didn't like the way it felt it didn't like the way it played i wasn't really feeling the weapons and the mechanics and everything and i was like okay i played it literally for like a few minutes i had some connection issues and then i was like okay i'm done thank you goodbye so uh if you're a big fan of splatoon good for you you know like that's fine that's excellent and you'll have that game to look forward to in uh in the not-too-distant future. But for me, there's way better things coming out. So the big thing for me that's going to be coming out on July 29th is Dragon Quest Eleven. This is a big one. This this is something I've waited for uh, for a very long time, since I think 2003, 2004, something like that. I am a huge fan of Dragon Quest. I don't know if that's obvious or not. And Dragon Quest VIII was the last time a console single-player Dragon Quest game was released in the traditional sense, where you have party members, you can speak to your party members, they you know they push along the story. Uh, Dragon Quest IX was the first one that really changed that, where it was like, okay, now it's going to be more party-centric with... Um, well, party-centric, that doesn't actually make any sense. The other ones were party-centric. It was more where it was about you, and your avatar, and then your party members were made up of other people's characters or generic characters. Now, what would have been awesome with that game would have been to be playing it with Steven locally. Would have been wicked. Um, and because I don't, I don't think you could play that one online. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, whatever the case may be, uh, and Dragon Quest X, well, as you all know, with the Let's Play Dragon Quest X that series that I've got with Cranberry, that's an amazing game. It really is. It, it there's no, I'm not going to take anything away from that game. It's like a never-ending Dragon Quest adventure, but it isn't the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it. It's, it's different. It's a different experience. It's amazing. And it's probably the best Dragon Quest ever made because it never ends. And they have so many story elements that tie into other games. They have bosses from other uh, games. They have characters from other games. They have cameos up the yin-yang. There's, it's just a living, breathing Dragon Quest universe, which is wicked. But old school Jared is interested in seeing another true console Dragon Quest game single player offering like they were back on the Famicom and Super Famicom and and so on. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
so I'm really, really looking forward to this, like, like hardcore looking forward to this. So I decided, okay, well, if I'm going to spend any money this year at all, because I'm not buying a Scorpio, uh, I did not buy a PlayStation 4 Pro, and I, I didn't even buy the PlayStation VR, I, I just don't have time for these things, and I don't see the the value necessarily. There appears to be a fire truck going by. Sorry for that. Um, so yeah, I just don't. I just didn't see the value of that. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to spend some money, I'm going to buy the stuff I want to buy with Dragon Quest. So I have now, at the time of this recording, I am officially set for Dragon Quest Eleven. What I have pre-ordered are the following. I got the deluxe package that includes the 3DS and the PS4 versions of the game in this nice Hero Sword box, which is awesome, which would be Erdrick Sword. Uh, looks really, really cool. A little pricey, I'll say that. Um, I don't remember the prices of any of this stuff, but it was like, it was a little pricey. I picked that up also for Cranberry as a thank you for her constantly sending me little gifts and helping me out with Dragon Quest uh, 10. So that was my way of saying thank you to her. So I hope she enjoys that. I also pre-ordered the Slime PS4 DualShock 4. So that, uh, that's gonna be nice on the shelf. Uh, I have the, what was it, the DualShock 2 when Dragon Quest 8 was released. But it's not here. So it's actually in storage. So it's gonna be nice to have that again. And obviously it'll look a little different and play a little different and everything like that. And then of course the two other big things that I got were I got the Dragon Quest 11 themed new 2DS and the Dragon Quest 11 themed PS4. Interestingly enough though, the PS4 was not the PS4 Pro. I thought that was really unique. So that PS4 is the one that I'm going to use to stream and for everything like that. It'll stay permanently on my desk and for the 2DS, well, I will be playing that whenever I can going through. I think I'm going to play the old school version first the 2d one first on the go that is and uh, while i play in parallel the playstation 4 version and then i'll probably play it again with the 3d sort of whatever like like the dragon quest 9 sort of uh, graphics that they have so really super excited for this game can't tell you how excited i am for this game it's it's just going to be absolutely awesome and so finally, I also um, have a little bit of news that there's going to be monster mounts. I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but it looks awesome. So as you fight enemies, some of the enemies will actually stay there and you can ride them around to access areas that were inaccessible before. So that's pretty cool. And the blacksmithing or the smithing system from Dragon Quest X is coming back, or at least something like it, where you can make additional items and improve your gear. And I'm really looking forward to that. First, you got to find the recipes, then you have to harvest some supplies, and then you can go ahead and make whatever item it is. So I'm also thinking of potentially streaming Dragon Quest XI on the PlayStation 4 if you guys are interested with that super sexy PlayStation 4 that I'll be getting. Now granted, this will be a slow, a very slow, um, what's called, uh, Let's Play. Uh, well, yeah, I guess Let's Play. It's a stream. Uh, because I'm going to have to translate the hell out of everything, and I'll probably find a guide or something like that that can help me out to go through the game. But if you're interested in that, let me know, because that could be, uh, that could be a lot of fun. And since there's no issues with, like, VPNs or any of that crap, it'll be absolutely flawless 60 frames per second at 1080p. 
So now we come to the topic of the show, which is arms. Dun, dun, dun. And how I really don't care. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if this is just me. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct about arms. I didn't watch it. I don't care at all about this game. Uh, it looks... It looks nice from like a, a visual sort of perspective. The graphics look nice. I like the, the fluid combat system, but I'm so not into motion controls anymore at all. And yes, I've heard you don't need to use motion controls, but it just doesn't look interesting enough for me to really want to devote any, any time into it. I'm just like Steven wrote, I'm tired of all the motion control stuff and, and, and I really am. And I'm really hoping that when a Metroid is announced, not if, when, damn it, that they don't have motion controls. Or if they do, that you have the option to play with them on or off. Because really, I, I want to I wanna have a damn Metroid game with regular analog controls. Damn it! Anyways, about ARMS. So, yeah, I am not really into it at all. It, it looks... I don't want to say terrible because it doesn't look terrible. It just does not look like it's for me. And I'm really curious, and that's what this this podcast is actually being called, is does anyone out there even care? Like, do any of you guys care about ARMS whatsoever? Um, I don't actually know anyone who's eagerly anticipating its release most people are like me and just saying like yeah yeah, well whatever it looks all right i guess i'm not really interested i'm not going to pick it up and it's weird even in the media like i'm not seeing a lot of hype being generated for this game and yes of course the fanboys are always like oh my god everything nintendo does is amazing it's gonna be the best ever so I'm kind of curious, are there any of you out there that are genuinely looking forward to this game? And if you are, why? Like, what is it that that has you interested? Is it its look? Is it its feel? Are you excited about the motion controls? Or, or just, you know, like, what is it? What is it that makes you interested in arms? Because for us, and this is, I know it's a topic of the show, but it's, it's like a two-minute topic of the show. Because for both Steven and myself, I'm not sure about Ahmed. I'll have to ask him the next time uh, I talk with him. But for the two of us, we're both like, yeah, whatever, pass. Um, I, I don't, I have, like, I really don't care. I have no, no interest in arms whatsoever. Um, not at all, like at all. So yeah, I'm really hoping we get some news about Mario at E3 and that it's coming out this year because I want to have another big, you know, grandiose sort of Nintendo first party game that I can play alongside some of these, uh, some of these third party games. And speaking of third party games, Disgaea, Five had a pre-order of a hundred thousand on the Switch. That's really friggin' impressive. Uh, third-party games seem to be doing quite well on the Switch as of right now, and I don't know if that's because there's you know not a an enormous library of software available, but a hundred thousand pre-orders for for Disgaea Five that is that's really something. Okay, we're going to end off the podcast today with a blast from the past, and Stephen actually wrote one in. I, I can't believe, I, I can't really make fun of him, because he he really did a, he did a good job. So he wrote this in, because I don't even know what this is, Wacky Races for the NES. He says it was released in 1991 in Japan and 92 in North America, and it's based off, and I'll quote him here, the freaking awesome cartoon of the same name. This is a wacky, get it? 
platformer that incorporates an upgrade system like certain shmups where you can upgrade your attacks and abilities. It's not necessarily super difficult to beat, but I remember having a blast with I remember having a blast playing this as a kid. Maybe it sucks today, but I doubt it. Jared is a monster. Game was published and developed by Atlas. So there you have it. I don't actually know much about that game whatsoever, but uh there you have it guys. So next week hopefully I won't be uh I won't be by myself and I'm pretty sure we're going to have to do a podcast next week because of the dates with E3. So it depends. It'll either be next Sunday or the Sunday after. We'll see. Um but that's it. So thank you very much for joining everybody. I hope you enjoyed and I hope uh I hope I don't lose my voice for talking for almost an hour. All right everybody, take care. <laughs>